Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. Pokemon TCG World. This your boy Corey with with the other boy Jared. Are you ready? Are you ready for some Teach Me Pokemon? I'm ready for some Teach Me Pokemon, man. I'm ready. All right, dude. We um we just had LAIC first international of the year down in Latin America in Sao Paulo, Brazil. But before we dive in, you know what we got to start with? Sponsorship. Baby. You know our our show is sponsored, baby. Stray Collections. The YouTube channel opens up packs, ETBs, boxes, maybe other things that are Pokemon related that I'm unaware of. But you know what? He's a good dude. It's entertaining. Check it out. Jared, did you watch it? Did you watch with, with your son? Yeah, I, I watch a lot of these videos because I don't know what it is. There's There's just something like we talked about last week about opening up a pack. And then you, why would you root against someone? to 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 pull something big it's like it's exciting it's like a lottery ticket almost so i i watch I, I think it's a lot of fun and you're always like just rooting especially those old packs where it's like this has been sitting for um, maybe a decade or longer depending on the set that they're opening really cool stuff again strike collections go check it out love it check out the show or the channel all the things okay here we here we go laic the 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 top eight decks i i, I love it Jared, and we've talked about this, that I think it might have been, and I can't remember the regionals, maybe Peoria? I could be wrong, where it was just variety, right? Yes. Maridon takes it down. You have uh, uh, Iron Valiant, Gardevoir, Lost Tina, Lost Zard. Is that how you say that one? Lost Zard? I would call it Lost Zard. Go Lost, call Zard. It Lost Zard. Another Guardy, which, but they were different builds, okay? And we'll talk about that here in a second. A deck near and dear to my heart. Snorlax stall and then another Gardevoir, but pretty good variety here. What what do you, what was missing? What what do you what Jin was Pao. Shin Pao? No Jin Pao. Where were you at, Shin Pao? That that deck, you know, Azul and his crew called it the best deck in format. They came riding in here to play it. I think only one of their members of their team made it to day two. Don't know how it all broke down, but not not appearing the top in the top eight, Jared. And really. If it wasn't for Ian Robb, it wouldn't even have been in the top 16. Only one. Yeah, that was probably yeah. one of the biggest surprises for me. I just just looking at what's being played right now, we've talked about this. Chi and Pow doesn't necessarily have like a bad matchup per se, right? You're not even with uh, you know, its weakness to metal, you know, you've got the Goldingo coming up in this set, which we really didn't see. A whole lot yeah. of any after talking about it the week before. Yep. And uh, so it, it's just a solid play, but it 
it, it can miss. And I, I think that's what happened in this tournament. Like it, it wasn't, you know, the biggest breakdown of things and it just, it didn't make it, it didn't hit. And sometimes it doesn't hit and it didn't hit here in Sao Paulo. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because it online, it always seems to have everything it needs. You know, we've talked about that ad nauseum, uh, and it just didn't hear live in this tournament. Um, there was some controversy, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest, although he doesn't have a championship. So, you know, I don't know if it's like the Michael Jordan argument, you need the championships toward, but toward gets tossed. He gets disqualified from this thing, Jared. What did you, what were your thoughts on that? On his like pace of play? I, I don't know because I was actually really frustrated during worlds last year with pace of play. And he, you're in worlds you were dealing with really methodical players like i i was watching games and people would take 10 minutes on their first turn they would line up all of their pokemon in their deck all of their trainers they were they, they were taking that mental game to the next level it's not fun to watch in my opinion but toward kind of does that he he's taking an action and i don't a lot of people can convict him and say like oh he he's a big staller this is what toward does you're playing Gardevoir for goodness sakes. It's not like he's running some speed deck, but yeah. Tord came out and said, yeah, you know, there's, I'm, I'm probably not coming back to this tournament. I've had issues here before. Um, I don't, I, 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 I don't really have a whole lot of feeling on it. Like it, it to me, it's like referees in sports. Sometimes you just run into a bad thing. Yeah. It is what it is. Like if you don't, if Tord doesn't want to come, I don't think he's wrong for that. I don't think he's right for that. Yeah. He's still one of the best players. We'll look forward to seeing him at the next tournament he shows up on. I have nothing against the man. Yeah. I you know, there there's gamesmanship, right? And that can go a lot of different ways. But the rules state, you know, you can play a certain pace and you have a certain amount of time. You know, though it's always that unwritten rule that 15 seconds per action. And you know what? If he wins game one, he's probably gonna slow down a little bit. And I think a lot of people do that. That's not just toward. He has the spotlight on him a lot. And so he's always going to be the one that's the poster child of this. But everybody does this. I've I've been in multiple matches where this has happened to me. And, and I've, you know, I've done it a little bit too. I mean, you just, you play to what's going to help you win the match the, the most. Um, and, and it's hard to knock him. I know that it's frustrating sometimes. And there was like a rumor that he took a 13 minute turn. I, I don't even know if there's that many actions in Gardevoir. There's a lot of actions in Gardevoir, but a 13-minute turn kind of seems ridiculous. So, But, man, to toss, you know, the best player in in Pokemon right now, you know, arguably the best player, the most the most no, notable player, the reigning champion of this regional or this internationals, to get tossed in day two just seems crazy. For for something that wasn't, like, cheat like... He wasn't he wasn't doing a Michael Long, you know, with Greninja, sure. you know, he, he, you know, these kind of really egregious marking sleeves and stuff like that. Uh, pace of play is pretty subjective in some ways. So um, I thought that was one of the other big storylines of the tournament. Uh, I have another one. And then I think if you have one, you could chime in here. If, if I were to tell you the highest placing Roaring Moon deck, what place did it make? I doubt it was even in the top 32. 90th. That, that is wild. Isn't that crazy? This deck, there was a lot of hype, a lot of online tournament success, and, and it was played the most on some of these online tournaments prior to LAIC. Comes in and just lays a big fat egg. Now, do you think it's... What is it, Jared? Is it that the deck is flawed, or were people 
ready for it and they kind of teched against it. Well, it, it goes into one thing that I really want to talk about as well, and that is the advent of I'm, I'm looking at the day two breakdown right now. They're all of the best decks from last year are still here. You know, minus minus the advent of Iron Valiant, which isn't really even an attacking Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't have a whole lot. So I, I think what the best players realized is the opposite of what I was personally hoping for was that there would be new mainstay Pokemon from Paradox Rift that would change the landscape of what we're seeing. And it didn't. So I, I think the best players just realized in their testing and looking at this deck, this Pokemon is trendy. It's fun. Like we said, it was like over 50% of what the online tournaments are seeing. We're running this Pokemon in it. And it just didn't have it, man. It just didn't have it. Yeah. No, and that's true. Uh, but uh, and I'm sorry. Fourth place was Sablezard. Uh, the way I was looking at it, I thought it was like an evolution Charizard with Lo- <laughs> with Lost Box. It, 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 it was Sablezard. So that, that's my 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 B. Uh, but Jared, every top eight deck though incorporated cards from the new set. So doesn't that feel like it has had an effect, even though there's not like, um, you know, an entire deck built around a new Pokemon? Although I would. I would say Iron Valiant. I mean, I know you're right. It doesn't attack per se, but that deck is built around the fact that it can drop two damage counters anywhere it wants after it retreats. Absolutely. No, and and that's the big difference. And I think this is a good learning point for our listeners today because we talked about this when the new set was going on. We said, you have to look at what already exists, take the new set and see if it can make it that much better. And you're 100% right. Like you, you, we were talking on the day of the tournament. I think you said like 80% of the day two decks had an iron hands in it. It was something day one, day one day in day one decks, 80% of the decks put an iron hands in there. Crazy. And as you can see from this tournament that made all of the difference, like Maridon is not winning this tournament without iron hands. Hands down. It's not winning this tournament. Mm -mm. You saw counter catcher everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in this tournament was counter catcher. So yes, I, I, the people that were at this tournament, they looked at the new meta. They said, I don't think the Pokemon are as strong as some of the support that we're getting in terms of building an entire deck around a newer Pokemon. They took a f- four to five cards out. They put four to five cards in. Their decks got better. And that's what we saw here in Sao Paulo. Yeah. I mean, and, and I do think the the Iron Hands, you know, it's incorporation into Lugia, uh, Charizard, uh, Maridon and Shin Pao that all can run that card. I, I do think there will be more comfortability with it moving forward. And you will see, I mean, now, you know, we have a little, a, about a month off and we come back to San Antonio. I do think, and you had mentioned this when we, we talked earlier on the phone, you, you think there could be some Lugia here, right? You think there could be an opening for that in the next tournament Absolutely. because of Iron Hands being incorporated into that deck so easily. Yeah, if you look at the day two breakdown, Lugia was five, a little over 5% yeah. of the field in day two. Yeah. Um, and the announcers were even saying it. Where's Lugia? Where's Lugia? Um, I, I, I think there will be. I think Lugia is much more of a North American featured deck. You have to consider regionality here. Regionality here and what we saw was a lot more Charizard. Uh, and, and and a lot of uh, internationals brought in Gardevoir, but from you know, people of South America, Charizard, very popular deck. So I do think once we move back towards a more U.S. centric tournament, you will see Lugia come back. I do think there will be some variants with Iron Hands. 
Will that make it the most played deck? No, I don't think so. But you will see more of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I do think there will be more of it as it as it moves forward. Uh, I, I, you know, another thing to kind of point out that I thought was was different or interesting uh, was that you had the two Gardevoirs, uh, usually built pretty similarly, uh, kind of whatever Tord's doing. They change a card or two, but uh, Siren, who got third, no battle VIP pass, which is like almost blasphemous right now. And then uh, <laughs> Matthew Burris, he had the battle VIP, and they're the trainer count very different. And I, I find that I found that interesting. I do think the counter catchers and uh, our little uh, our little fairy guy that hits the bench. <laughs> we told you we're <laughs> never good at names of these things. Uh, Screamtail, duh. Uh, Screamtail. You know has has made Gardevoir. I just think that's probably the best deck in format. Sorry, Azul, but I, I do think Gardevoir. But I do think that's interesting um, that both those decks can be built pretty differently now. And I don't know. I think Battle VIP is probably still the way to go. Um, but with so many people choosing to go second and Gardevoir wants to go first, now you just you don't have a chance really to get those VIPs if you're not running Mew, which they're not. So it kind of does make sense not to go that route. Yeah, really, really interesting. I want to I do a little test right now. Uh, do you remember what you said last week when we were talking about reading the meta going into a big tournament? Do you remember what you said you, you thought was going to win? Um, I did it. Well, wasn't the question if I was going, what, what would I run? Yeah, I, I think it was that. Yes. Well, I think I said Gardevoir, didn't I? I? I think you did, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm pretty sure I said the second most represented deck. Yeah. Which was the Giratina. Yeah. Uh, in its yeah. different form. So like... If if you're if you're taking our word on growing, we predicted what thirty seven percent over a third of the field yeah. was in day two. Yeah, uh, totally, hundred percent. Now, would that have mattered? Again, we're not saying like the breaks that some of these people get that didn't, but like I feel like we had a pretty good read on the meta going into what this tournament would be. Mm -hmm. I think so too, and I think these decks have been around a while, right? These aren't brand new decks or Pokemon from like the latest set. So like if 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 again it's going back to like you're learning the game, you may have a deck that you've played. Your son is playing a lot of uh uh Arceus. Ar Arceus yes. Arceus. Right. Arceus. Now. And that thing has been tried and true for like 17 years. That card's been playable. So, you know, maybe not that long. But and and so you can go back to these old decks you have once a new set comes out and don't freak out, but you may just say Lost Tina kind of wasn't playable, right? before uh, Paradox comes out, you get counter catchers and it's like, well, shoot, now I can Colrus. And before when I found a boss, I couldn't play the boss and everyone knew that and it made it clunky and not as fast. Now it's like, I can Colrus find a catcher, yank out something, nuke it. Dude, two cards makes that deck the difference. So if you have these decks built and you've been practicing with them, they can be viable again just by adding a couple other cards. And you see that here Gardevoir was already very strong, but you add cut catchers in there, it's now a real thing. Lost Tina wasn't a deck anymore. You add two cards to it, it's a thing now. So as you're learning, don't just give up on a deck because you're like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. I'm losing. A couple cards could be the difference to bringing it back. 100%. 100%. I, I actually uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching the Iron Valiance when it was on stream with the Entei. Yeah. I think that's an incredibly smart deck. You and I were talking, and I said if it had faced Gardevoir all the way through, it probably would have won. I think it's a very strong counter 
to Gardevoir, assuming that you can get your game going early. Yep. And obviously Gardevoir uh, wasn't even in the top two decks, but it was well represented in the finals. I just think there's an interesting meta structure right now with the advent of this Iron Valiant where, okay, we're seeing strong stage two Pokemon like Charizard and Gardevoir. Yep. And then traditionally, if they could even get a foothold in a game against what we've seen from basic Vs, you probably put your money on them. I'm excluding Lost Box from that conversation because Lost Box is weird. But now it feels like we're building more of a triangle here where, well, maybe Iron Valiant doesn't do as good against these strong basic V-Star, EX, anything that is big HP but goes a little bit quicker. But it's going to destroy Chi and Pao. It's going to destroy Gardevoir. It's going to destroy Lost Box as well with all those little guys running around. Up until uh, and and I think it will up until we see the Metacham rotate out. Yeah, I mean its ability to go second and pretty much drop eighty damage wherever it wants to just puts a ton of pressure on you if you're forced to go first now and you can't get any other bench and yeah you're you're one of those you know uh, sixty seventy HP little basics that Iron Valley man and 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 Pokemon has tried to you know. Uh, find ways to make sure you play the game, right? I think we talked about this last week. Iron Valiant, technically you go first and your opponent opens uh, the barrel, opens, you know, uh, maybe the Ralts with 60 HP that does memory skip, you know, uh, the other uh, little fridge back that's 60 HP. I mean, there are 60, Mew, there are 60 HP Pokemon. Pidgey, shall I continue? That yeah. that <laughs> can, you know, that Iron Valiant can knock you out and you never even play. You don't even get a draw card. And I think that's a really interesting part of this because Pokemon's tried to take that out of the game, yet they introduce a card that they know exactly what they're doing. So uh, I do think a lot of players are going to pick this up. And it's quick. It's like Maridon. I do think you have Maridon and you have Iron Valiant. Now, I, I haven't, you know, I don't play a lot of these decks online and I probably should. But these feel like decks you can come into a big tournament like this. And it's not the same. I'm not. And when I say this, Jared, I'm not knocking uh, Juho, Juho, who won, or Noah. But there's just not. You're not thinking as much, I think, with those decks as you would maybe with a Gardevoir or with a Lost Box, Snorlax, like these decks that you're like, oh my gosh, every move there's so many things, and that's kind of nice, right? That's kind of nice in these yes. kind of tournaments. Iron Valiant, maybe you're deciding when to retreat and stuff like that. So. I, I, I got to try them. Let me try them this week, and then I'll come back and tell you next week. But I do think they're nice, especially Maridon. Seems pretty pretty straightforward of a deck. Yeah, it is. I think the biggest decisions in that deck are, you know, when you hit an electric generator, what does your energy go to? Um, but comparatively, you're right. You're not having to make as many in-game decisions as some of these other decks. And that that can be a big advantage or disadvantage. It purely just comes out to the road that's carving. But like we talked about, and they talked about this all weekend when they were doing interviews, you got to control what you can control. You've got to control what you can control in these decks. And, and that's what makes Gardevoir so interesting. You have so much that you can control. You have so much that you can mess up. Mm -hmm. So much that you can mess up in that deck. Same thing with Lost Box. So many options in that deck. It's an awesome deck. There's a lot you can go wrong. You make one wrong decision, throw something in the Lost Zone that you shouldn't, you goof it up. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually honestly shocked that Maridon, even with the advent of uh, Iron Hands, won this. Great run. Awesome run. 
but I'm I'm honestly shocked that it made it through. The set, the next Maridon was, uh, let's see, was like somewhere around like 16th, 17th, I believe. Yeah, those 13th. Then you had 42nd, 51st, 68th, you know, so there yeah. were six of them in the top 100, which is interesting. Interesting. I think it just hit yep. the right, hit the right matchups. And, you know, when it gets on top that, of you. There were as many Maridon decks in day two as there were Lugia decks. Wow. I think that's all you got to say. That's all I, I think say. that's all you got to say. Like, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy run. Here's what I here's what I want to throw to you. I got a question for you and looking at this breakdown. Mm hmm. My, I, I am shocked that Mew is the fourth most prevalent deck in day two. Yeah, this deck just doesn't quit, Corey. No, there was more of it than than just Lost Box without Garantina. There was more of it than Chi and Pao. There was more of it than all of these decks that would like. Yeah, just batty. And I think you could make a similar argument. Yo, Iron Valiant. There was only two point four percent that made it to finals with Ryan. Sure, sure, I get it. But like. It's still working, man. Yeah. And it feels like there's so much working against it. I'm counting. Sorry. So if you take, so Maridon, there were, what I say? Six in the top 100. There were nine Muse in the top 100. So a lot more uh, collective power and really some good John Ng, Xander, Para, like some, some players, right? Um, that are good and that have been in the Pokemon game for a while. Chose this, chose it because, and this is my opinion, I think it, it can run Path of the Peak, and Path is such a strong stadium right now. It lost Tina, Path of the Peak, Mew, Path of the Peak. But Mew is always interesting, right? Because you're like, oh, well, it's hurting itself. But a good Mew player will drop that path knowing they have a vacuum in order to then get out of it and then drop it again. And, and they can pick and choose because it draws cards so easily. Still can hit those big numbers with the one shot. This Mew, um, uh, Fab Fabrizio, Fabrizio, uh, he did not have the um, some of the some of running that leaf tech in there. Mm -hmm. I, that that wasn't Selgore. Yep. Yeah, that I'm looking at the top three, not have them. Top four. No, I mean, so I think there were some interesting builds with that, but nobody really in the top, um, the top 60, 45th did. Reagan did. Reagan had it in there. So, uh. You know, was that the way to go? There probably weren't as many Roaring Moons as they were probably hoping, so they could counteract that that play. Fair. But yeah, man, Mew just that yeah keeps on trucking, dude. Just keeps on trucking. It does, man. It a hundred percent does. Uh, uh, the other thing that I that I thought was really interesting here, just looking through some of the list, is uh, in our Charizard builds that finished high, they opted to go back to more of the Pidgey build versus kind of what azul was running with the entes with the barrels um and still finding some success with it so i'm I'm liking the diversity with index styles as too yes and that is that's huge right now you can have one deck and have four different ways to build it which i think again is pretty unique and different than maybe uh ways of old to put decks together um i want to talk about tell me Tell me what happened in the finals. I didn't watch it. Ooh. And I heard there was a little, I mean, again, a lot of controversy with this LAIC. I've heard issues with prize money right now is a thing. The Tord getting booted. But tell me what happened in the finals in game three. So, and if you're one of our listeners, you may want to correct this. But I was I was watching live and I haven't rewatched it. We are in the final game. 
Um, and there was this really long pause after Noah's turn. It was on Yuho's turn. And we're sitting there and we're waiting and the announcers are talking about how they think they were inspecting some type of switch error. Because you because as we've talked about with this Iron Valiant Inte deck, you're running 12, based on your variant, 12 to 16 abilities to help you switch. But before you even use your one retreat per turn, right? Like mm -hmm. there are some mechanics in this deck that I think make it a little more complex than people take granted for. Because yeah. you're counting your outs, you're knowing your damage. And they had this really long pause. And then they they told people to keep playing again. Okay. And then turn went, turn went back on you again. Then they paused it again. Okay. And then they finally, Yuho was down to two prizes. And what I believe happened is they issued a two prize penalty and that was the game. And that's how the finals ended. Wow. That's crazy. And, and, and that's, I, I, and I don't, I would love to hear more about it. I didn't see a whole lot posted about it. I wanted to see the ins and out of it, but I just think that's the worst way to see a finals end. Yeah. Like, like, Yuho played great. I'm not taking anything away from him, but like you never want to see an error in the game. I, I, I strongly believe the finals still would have ended with Noah losing based on the board state and what was going on. But golly, it was just the weirdest, wackiest way. And I appreciate the judges being thorough and this and that, but man, that was just so bizarre. Yeah, that's rough, man. I, I you, you want to have it play out, you know, and, Again, though, if, if it kind of was decided, but it's never over till it's over. You know, you That's just right. you just don't know what kind of mistake your opponent can make or if you catch a break. So to end it like that, to kind of be the way that this tournament kind of puts the cherry on top and not a good way. Um, I've heard some people talk about uh, maybe this moves to Mexico next year where the Latin American mm -hmm. championship is is still in Latin America, but it's actually in Mexico City as opposed to sao paulo Brazil. but mexico's nor is in north america well that's true and maybe we need to reword some things but uh <laughs> you know a little easier to get to maybe for some some people some people a little easier of a flight to get to <laughs> but uh yeah well, okay so my, my last point we have to talk about it kyoto kyoto arahi Man, Kyoto, you ruined it, dude. You ruined it for everybody. <laughs> you ruined it. This was the deck that was, that was sliding underneath the radar to get the dub, and Kyoto had to bring it out. What are you doing, dude? He brings out Snorlax. He gets top eight here. Uh, you had mentioned, I think, in top eight, his first round matchup was was Tina. Was it? Was he it had the worst Tina? matchup. He had the worst matchup. It was horrible. Like if I'm looking at that top eight, I'm like I do great against Maridon. I don't want to see Iron Valiant. I want nothing to do with Iron Valiant. Please, somebody beat Iron Valiant. But I'm looking at three Gardevoirs yeah. and two and, a, and another Lost Box. There's there's two decks. I'd play any five of those other decks, but there's two decks that I want to avoid. And he, yeah. and he hits the thing that I think, in my opinion, yep. is is the, the worst matchup. Yeah, it's brutal. It's really tough. Um, he has a pretty good list. Uh, I have a 60 of this that I think is is the best way to build it. And he, his is a little off, uh, but only by two cards. I'm not going to say what two cards, because maybe I wrote this in San Antonio. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But uh, it's always fun. You got to have a little control in the meta. I, I think when the meta is healthy, 
And I know many people would disagree with that statement, but there's got to be one kind of control deck that you that you, when you flip it over, your opponent just like, oh gosh, like you you see the air, the the deflatedness come out of them, knowing that like now I got to play a weird game here. Um, but it's good, keeps you on your toes, keeps you healthy. So uh, Kyoto, I'm I'm proud of you, man, but I also hate you. Don't know why you whip. Why did you try this? You should, we just wait. We just wait, man. Well, and doing? and we uh. We saw another variant. I don't know if you've looked down to old 32nd place, uh, but we had another Snorlax day two. Yeah. And uh, a very, um, very different yeah. build here. Yeah. Uh, especially the Pidgey, Pidgeot yeah. um, addition to this list. Still Snorlax, the mainstay. But in essence, what you're doing is you're subbing out your Rodham for this you're you're getting rid of your draw and you're guaranteeing yourself that card every turn you're guaranteeing yourself the one card every turn uh i don't know i don't know if i like it i i i i, I was you know uh love me some sylveon back in the day and that was three cards and so this now if you could set up both pidgeots and do quick search twice okay now you got me but you only do it once like so it, you, you can have one pidgeot you can have four pidgeots you only can do the move one time uh, he does have the Rodham in here still, so they're doing some drawing. Grab him what you Okay, need. sorry, I did miss that. Rod, you're right. Rod, Rod, so you're getting you're getting both, yes. You're getting both. Uh I just think it gives you another liability that can be bossed out, killed. I, I just don't, you know, the the thing that's a murder in these decks is if they can get the knockout on the Rodham and the Pidgeot, the the Pidgeot V, the one that you know puts itself back in the deck, it's it's almost unwinnable. That, yeah, but not, there is no there is no Pidgeot V in this deck. I know, but now they have Pidgeot that just sits there. At least the other mm. Pidgeot can go back in can and run hide. Away. Yeah, throw your four Seal Stone goes back in, or you know, make sure you get that endless loop. It can hide and stay away. This one, it's out there in the open. So, but I, it's just a different. It's more aggressive. I think you got your Lux Ray, so you're really hunting for cards out of their hand. You got the Pidgeot that can find anything. Do your, do your counter catchers. So. I like it. I think this one is a little puts a little bit more of the onus on the player piloting it versus like, well, I'm just drawing my three cards and I hope they help. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I gotta give it a try. But I have actually done a mirror match against this version, and and I beat it. So not that that means anything, because two control decks against each other is just the worst thing ever. So, um, but yeah, that was good. I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm glad you pointed that. And out. then and then the other the other interesting fact here is you know the advent of energy which obviously when you're playing Luxray V you obviously want to be able uh to fang snipe that's the entire point here. Yeah. But it also lets you then give a little uh a, a blustery wind here with the Pidgeot EX which is super interesting. Like it I I I I I kind of like the creativity here and seeing how you know that that could potentially work out. You get rid of a stadium and play. I don't know. There's some there's some variation here. I don't like it. No, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I think you're I think you're messing with perfection. I don't like it. All right, let's do let's do this before you pick out pick out your spicy deck of the tournament. Look through real quick. What was your spicy rogue pick of the tournament? And we'll we'll finish up there. Uh this was on stream. And I saw it and I wet my pants at first because I thought I wanted to see the Arceus like toolbox deck, basically. Op your opponent opens, you have the whole playbook to you. What what type advantage do you want? How do you play it out? What should I knock out? And then as he got into it, Douglas, I think is how they said it. His name is like, is it Douglas or Douglas? 
it just it just left me wanting more, Jared. It was a spicy, it was a spicy way to build it. He finished 25th. So who am I to critique this guy? Okay, he did very well. But like you, the the thing I liked about it that I also think was kind of weird is you have to pick your V star path, right? Your Arceus V star obviously is very strong, probably the way you're gonna go about it. But you have Giratina V star, and you could still do that if you want. He ran the superior V star in here, uh, and obviously su su superior is a leaf guy, so you know you have your type advantage against Charizard and against Roaring Moon and stuff. Um, I thought it was really cool. I, I I love the creativity with it. I love the ability for him to pivot to different avenues that he wanted to go down. Uh, three Path of the Peaks, two Lost Cities. So you know you could throw things in the Lost Zone. You could also play your control with Path of the Peak. It just, I think it just was like almost there. I think it was a great idea, not quite what I was hoping it would be. Mm. Well, I will, uh, I will stay away from what finished eighty second, and I will actually <laughs> jump to to eighty fifth because uh, we don't we don't want to ruin anything for San Antonio now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 shh, shh, <laughs> I give you quite, shh, give a secret. <laughs> but uh i i watched this deck on stream i forgive me i don't know if it was lucas actually piloting this deck yeah but i think this is a really fun deck the cloth electrode yeah like what it, it what what's so elegant about it in my opinion is yes you're doing something a little bit different you're doing status effects you're hitting for big numbers for no energy but you're covering two of the biggest decks in the format right now in terms of weakness. So you've got Charizard weakness covered. They throw up a Charizard. You don't care. You throw up a basic no energy Pokemon move and you one shot the Charizard. Then you've got the cloth that is just ruins Maridon. Hmm. And I, I just think it's, it's really, really cool. This deck, I understand the weaknesses of it. I absolutely love, love, love the ability to play an item with this spicy seasoned curry. Like, what other deck are you going to see spicy seasoned curry in <laughs> and, and be able to just, you know, make that damage go up bigger? This was my fun rogue deck of the tournament. And I was uh, I think it was really cool to see it finish in the top 100. I think I think I think that's awesome, man. I think you hit it, hit the nail on the head. This is this is a very fun deck. Uh, I've hit a couple I've hit against this a couple times on on live and the latest version, I don't know if he had cloth. If he did, he never showed it. But it was just hitting me with the electrode, which was just like super frustrating. Ended up still <laughs> winning. But I was just like, dang, is this a no energy deck that can just keep hitting with this electrode? Which I thought which I thought was creative. But I again I don't know if that's necessarily the case or not. But is there a third way to status effect that wouldn't hinder you? No. Cause if you're asleep, you can't attack. If you're paralyzed, you can't attack. If you're confused, you have to flip. flip so, yeah, there's some confusion out, options out there, but but is there anything you, you can't risk? You you can't risk not hitting your attack. Then there used to be something where it was like you were confused, but you didn't have to flip a coin or something like that. Ooh, I, I, I don't remember that. Maybe you have to look that up. But yeah, so there's not a, just if there was just a third status effect, like you know, you got poison, you got burn. Give me like a poison ivy you know that does like it <laughs> does 40 damage every turn to you if you put him to sleep if you just put your opponent to sleep <laughs> <laughs> or you can still attack through sleep i don't know that, that was a slacking did that i, I don't know now i'm all crazy but yeah dude this is, a, this is a cool cool deck um how how many were there was there only like the one 
Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, at I mean, things. I see one in day two or 85th. I don't see any more, but there there could have been. Um, it did. There there was one in day two, and it got its pictures in the slice of the pie here from Complexity Card Gaming's graphic. Cool. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, I I just think that's fun. Like that that for me personally, that's the dream. Like bring something a little rogue. You know, make day two have this super outside chance of getting top eight, maybe winning the whole thing. But you're running something different. You're you're forcing your opponent to think differently of maybe cards that they're not certain about, and that's fun to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to shout out uh my boy Brent uh Toninson sixty first. He just keeps trucking. That's my that's my worlds. If you're if I, that's you're following that man. If I'm not winning worlds, I think Brent is. I'm I'm putting it down on Brent. That's my pick right okay. now. What's the odds on that? Is it plus like What's five thousand? Plus five thousand. I'll take it. Give me Brent. Give me oh, Brent Donaldson. No, he's he's cooking, baby. He's cooking. But anyway, all right, buddy. Well, this was a good episode. Good recap. First internationals of the year. Uh, next week, maybe uh, maybe we see if we can get Yoho. Yoho. I would love it. I would love him. I want to hear Finland's primate, Finland's fin- champion warrior, the pride of Finland. I want him. Or we could get, you know, Noah. I think uh I think we could we could we could chat with Noah. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see if we have a guest next week to chat about some LAIC, but as we get prepped and ready. We'll check it out. What's what's on the horizon here in the US tournament wise as we close out? Oh baby, you know the next one. <laughs> oh, you know. You know I and I'm and I'm gone. I got the green light, baby. I got the green light. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, but a lot can happen in a month, Jared. <laughs> a lot a lot can happen. <laughs> Everybody be looking out for Corey in San Antonio. Say what's up. We'll also have, I believe, friend of the show Logan Hunter yeah. will also be uh, will be down in San Antonio throwing down. Yeah, Logan will be there too. I don't know what he's going to run. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, it'll be exciting. We'll have two members of the Teach Me Pokemon podcast squad. Woo! The new the new team out there. Yeah, we you know we 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 uh, any players want to join? You know we have, we pay our players four thousand bucks a month salary. Uh, here to be on the part of the team. <laughs> Send your application in uh, I'm, to I'm the quitting. show. I'm quitting. I'm quitting the hosting. Go pro. Go, Go pro. A lot more money there. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Be sure to check us out on our socials. Give us a like. If you're listening to the podcast, whatever you're listening to, just throw us a like. That would be super helpful for us. We'll catch you next week. This has been Teach Me Pokemon. We'll see you all next time. See you. Money. I want to be sponsored by Limitless TCG or Pokestats. Hit them up, man. I want to see some cards. I want to see some cards in hand before I give another shout out to uh, <laughs> our sponsor. I have to send them. I have to send them a list, but I don't know what I want. What did what did that uh, what did that Zorark guy? If I send you some too, well, can you think you can lock them in for me? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I'm yeah. tired of I'm tired of borrowing cards from Logan. Uh yes, I can. I didn't like the Zorark's build. He had a weird Here's weird. the question of a day. So tomorrow Grand Adventures the card store in town is moving their location. Mm-hmm. Um so they bumped up. They're doing a five round tournament tomorrow night. Uh should I go? <laughs> um, should you breathe air today? Should you go back home to your family? <laughs> uh yes that's not even a question Jerry. i don't think i we, they already we already planned like having pizza with ali's mom and dad and... oh man ali's mom and dad ain't going anywhere same with pizza pizza ain't going anywhere but that card tournament happens once 
That's Wednesday. That's league. Elijah wants to go. I know. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to chat it up a little bit tonight. I don't know if he would. I. I don't. I was thinking this through. I think the best thing in the world for him that he would love is. I think he would eat up the side tournament stuff if we went to a tournament and I'd almost be more tempted to like, let him do that earning tickets towards like winning stuff yeah. and build up his enjoyment. than maybe, then maybe doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So I don't know. We'll see. I've never researched that stuff enough to, to know. Hmm. Well, I think, I think that's a no brainer. I think you should at least try it. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad this Zark had a had a very poorly built deck. <laughs> I looked at this and I was like, "What is this?" Like I saw the first, I was like, "Uh oh, Zorark," and then I saw the Ralts, and and then I looked at the rest of it and I was like, "What are they trying to do here?" I mean, the I've never that Baskelin, I've never been a huge fan of, but I get it. Um, he doesn't have that Electivire that spreads the fifty damage on everything. Which, oh yeah, that's that's under the radar, baby. That's so good. He runs the Scyther. I think in his mind he was thinking um, Roaring Moon, but I don't think uh, you need it. Like you can throw a double colorless. He doesn't run double colorless, but you throw a double colorless on the Zorark and you still get the same trade. Like they're gonna lose that. They're gonna lose that trade. So I don't think you need the Scyther. And then the two Caesar seems overkill. So you just run yeah, one run one Caesar opens up some opens up some room. But he's got it right. He's got the three three one Ralts Curlia Gallade. So that made sense. It's just the counter catchers, man. It's like in any deck that's like this. It's like that just makes it. If you don't have yep. to boss order and because uh, you're going to be behind, you are in every every single Zor game. You're behind. Just I just like can't live with myself with like a bad Snorlax start. I'm just like, uh, if you can't even play the game, it's boo boo. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to me vent earlier. Appreciate it. Just uh call if you could call up to activate and tell them to just give me a yes or a no, uh, that'd be great. Cause yeah. I'm losing my mind here. They ain't, gonna, they ain't gonna message you until next week. You don't think so? No, they're they're Thanksgiving it up. They're based in Canada though. They celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada. Hmm. I'm sure it does. I keep checking my email like I'm in the high school again. I texted the cute girl. Oh. Uh, Thanksgiving is a statutory holiday in most of Canada and an optional holiday in the Atlantic province of Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland, and Labrador, Nova Scotia, <laughs> New Brunswick. Um, Thanksgiving is a beloved holiday celebrated in both the U.S. and Canada. Okay, fine. I'll let it go. Oh, but it occurs on different days. Oh, when is it in Canada? This says October 14th. I'm pissed. <laughs> they say, suck it, Trebek. No, but they know. Like, they're like, oh, the US is on a break. We're on a break too. Like, that's totally what they do. You know that. Like, they take advantage and they get their Monday the 14th off too. So. Uh, eating me up, man. Yeah. I just can't stand to be ghosted. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't deal with it. Well, you'd have to talk me off a cliff. If I get a no, that's fine. I'll be sad. You have to pick me up. If I get a yes, we're rolling. If I don't get anything, I'm going to have to pick me up. Oh, I'll call the Houston location and be like, Hey, you know what? We're franchising here in Waco. And I lost the number for the, um, <laughs> was it Mike? Mike. And they're like, no, it's bill. Well, oh finally, yeah. Yeah. I, 
I finally got an email from their sales guy, Ryan Nelson. Oh, Ryan. Okay. Well, that's good. So, See, that's progress. Yeah, so, yeah, we make we make it some progress. So, we make but that was before. That was before they just knew I had submitted the original form. Mm, okay. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. All right. All right. I got two hours and forty minutes to try to do work. So, go do it. All right. I catch you. Do it. Catch you later. Bye. Catch you later. Bye. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Teach me Pokemon podcasts. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.